Hi, and welcome to the Fit Chick Podcast, where it is our mission to change the lives of 1 million females on how to live a healthy, active, and fulfilled life. For tons of free articles, videos, and more, be sure to head over to fitchicks.com.au. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Chick Podcast. Brett Campbell here today. And Emily Sparks. Yes, and we are coming live from the the studios um i'd like to say like a warner brothers studio but it just sounds better with warner brothers we'll just say the, the campbell Sparks studio uh fit headquarters oh that's right to the fit headquarters if uh fit hq <laughs> what, what's with the H, like, hq has i feel it has a more of an impact than headquarters doesn't yeah, it, does. it like hq just sounds like oh it's like there's something else behind it anyhow so why uh, thanks for joining us today for another episode uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about um, a particular word that gets thrown around in the health and fitness industry quite a lot, um, and it's the word detoxing. Um, but in this particular episode, we're actually not going to be talking about detoxing in the format that you're probably thinking right now. Um, and it actually probably leads us into into a good segue to, to kick this episode off, Emily. First of all, um, let's just talk about the word detox. What does actual detox mean to you? Detox. Detox means to me basically like you're getting rid of nasty nasty things and you just need to get rid of them out of your body, out of your mind, out of your life. Just basically, yeah. So like a spring clean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, but yeah. And, and the great thing about detoxing is that, you know, I just need to preface this whole topic by we're not going to be talking about juice detoxing or, or any food detoxing. We're actually going to be talking about mental detoxing. So as Emily mentioned, how to clear away and uh, how to clean out the closet. I guess we could use the, the, the metaphor spring cleaning, right? We're going to have a spring clean of our mind um, because as we know, when we, you know, that feeling when you tidy the house and you, you clean things up and you've just got things all nice and in line, it, it, you just get a total... Um, I guess a great feeling around the whole situation and that gets carried into many other areas of your life you know like for example if your office space is all cluttered at work um, or at your own home office or wherever you're doing your craft and what you'll find is and again I'll preface this right now I've got people probably going yeah but I can really work in an unorganized space because that's how I operate now that's only you know five ten percent of the population but the majority of people we need to have a nice clean environment in order to be able to optimally um, optimally um, work at our highest levels right so I guess getting into the topic of detoxing it's the mental detoxing as we're speaking about here is I want to firstly go through the importance, and I'll ask you, Emma, like, what, why is it important to um, to have a mental detox? Other than the fact, of course, we know that you know you, you're going to operate at more of an optimum level. But what, what are some other things? Why is it important for someone out there who's listening right now to to one even continue listening to this, and to then take the advice on you know tips and strategies that we're going to share on, on how to really um, get started in that area? So, well, I think it's. It's a bit of a chain reaction, and so it's not only yourself it's going to affect; it's going to affect everything around you. So, if you're if you're feeling good within yourself, and you've got that detox happening within yourself and your life, it it, it carries on. Like I said, the chain reaction with everything else around you: your work, your relationships, everything around you. Yeah. What well, that's a that's a valuable point there too, because, and I'm sure anyone listening, you try and put yourself into the situation. 
ever remember, and, and I'm again, I'm going back to childhood here because this is where I guess a lot of vivid memories and you can correlate a lot of info from this day and age to back there is whenever my mother was upset, like I'd, I'd just see my mother upset. I didn't know why she was upset or what was the reason behind it, but I just automatically felt myself being upset. So I went from a state of, you know, being a happy running around the house kid to seeing my mother upset, um, which was very seldomly. I don't want to make it sound like she's a crybaby because she might be listening to this. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mum. But, um, you know, it's you can automatically put yourself into a state of someone around you and you might have this with negative people in your life, right? So you've got someone who just turns up to work or they turn up to your sporting team or, or wherever they turn up to and you just automatically, without even a word being said, you just feel your energy levels drop, you know, 20, 30%. And, you know, you've all got those people now, you're probably shaking your head going, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. You know, and <laughs> look, and the, the really interesting thing is that it's, it's a very known thing to have happen, right? It happens to everyone. And what we need to do um, is, one, take personal responsibility of our own life and our own outcomes. And we can make a decision around this, you know. And I've heard people say before, oh, well, I can't just leave them as a friend or, you know, they're my family member. They're always going to be your family members. And that's where I'd call bullshit on that whole thing because, number one, you can leave them as a friend. Um, I personally have, I guess, and, and I won't say broken up with friends, I guess we've just grown apart in the aspect that, you know, our where we are in our own mindsets right now and where we want to be heading are in two totally different opposites, um, directions, sorry but it is opposites as well. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there, there is that element of being able to take the responsibility of yourself and making the decision. I guess why people don't do it is because they don't know how to do it or they'll, um, you know, feel like they're hurting someone else's feelings. Yet you need to ask yourself, who's the person who's really being hurt here? You know, you don't know how they're going to feel, react or, or feel inside. They may be happy that you, you leave them as a friend. You never know. Right, but at the end of the day, are you willing to suffer and are you willing to go through any um, extra heartache, you know, crap energy, um, and basically ultimately ending up having you know a bit of a crappy life, right? And and we, if you're listening to this right now, you are a person who does you don't want to have a crappy life. I know that, right? Because it takes a special person to be able to you know listen to these conversations and even more so take into that next realm of taking action on in anything discussed. And, you know, the reason why I love having these type of conversations is, you know, number one, it actually reiterates and continually um, reminds myself of the things that, that we need to continually be checking in on because no one's perfect, right? No one's perfect. Um, and, you know, the, the thing behind that is being able to accept yourself for who you are but also not being content if, if you want more, you need, and you know that you want more, you know, just taking that back seat, you need to just wake up to yourself and go, you know what, I do want more, and this is what I want, and what am I going to do about it? So let's talk about, um, I know you have some, some things you want to mention there, Em, about the, the whole, you know, mental detoxing and, you know. And, and, yeah, just some key points of, of what um, what I do myself when um, I want to have a bit of a spring clean, as, as you'd call it. Um, so the first one is just being content with the now. So being absolutely content with being by yourself, not having any technology, nothing, just being in the now. That in itself is very powerful. Um, I know that, I know personally there's um, a lot of people out there that can't actually just sit at home and be by themselves. They always need to be 
with someone doing something and it's it's an uncomfortable feeling that I've um what I've come across is that they they're not comfortable with being by themselves so and with that there's always an underlying issue why someone can't be by themselves or they don't want to be I won't use the word can't I should slap myself for that that's (laughs) terrible but there is always an underlying reason to these these things is is because you basically what it comes down to is if someone is struggling and they feel they can't be alone then what it really means is they don't really want to face what's about to happen when they are by themselves so um, they're the type of person that they couldn't go out into the bush and just go sit on top of a mountain and look out over the landscape because they'll be stressing out stressing out about having to face every other little issue in their life but just a quick resource before you continue on there if you want to learn how to be in the now um, there's a book by Eckhart Tolle it's called The Power of Now I highly recommend it Um, and it's it's a pretty spiritual type of book and it it can be a little bit hard to understand but I really just you know suggest you stick with it and if you're not a reader there's no excuses because there's an audio book to it as well you can you can download the audio book so be open to it yeah um, number two, so the technology detox. Now, I know myself and Brett, we have a, a rule that we've had in play probably for about the last month or two now. Um, so basically, we have a rule that we're not allowed to have any technology, not even sitting on our phone, having it next to us um, an hour before bed. Um, so give yourself maybe two, three hours a day where you actually aren't relying on your your phone or your computer Um taking up time in your life, if that makes sense. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, you just need to ask yourself, what were you doing, you know, 10 years ago when there was no mobile phones? Exactly. You know, I, I, I was at, um, where was I? I was at high school coming out the end of, I might have just finished. Uh, who knows? I, actually, one of my last years, I think, in high school um, was where the mobile phone really came out into, into the public scene. And, you know, prior to that, you know, I used to be out, hanging out with the friends, riding bikes, playing sport. There was no on your, you know, if, if you were at, at the um, footy ground kicking the football around, there was no mobile phone in your hand scrolling through, sending Snapchats and bloody, you know, filtered photos to whoever wants to see them out on the World Wide Web. You know, there was none of that. So you just need to remind yourself and go, well, how, and, and I guess let, let's run a little survey here. I want you to give yourself a rating out of 10, okay? 10 being totally addicted and, and it's, you know, it is becoming a, it is a problem. Okay. How addicted are you to your mobile phone? And I'll give you some, a scale that you could work to. If you, one of the last things you do before you go to sleep is check your mobile phone and we'll scroll through whether it's Instagram, any social media type of app, then you are addicted (laughs) that, you know, you're, you're a 10 already. You're, You're peaking on the scale because that's not normal behavior. You know, um, and and I guess, you know, you, for the people out there who's going, oh, you know, who are you to say what normal behavior is? Well, I'll just say what I believe to be normal behavior based on, you know, just talking with hundreds of people and evaluating thousands of people on their quality of life when they actually have this implemented. So, you know, as Emily said, we've got a rule for ourselves and we've also introduced it to our FitCheck VIP members um, and it's it's called, you know, the sleep challenge and we want you to be able to eliminate the social media aspect and everything else because what it does is it if you've go you're scrolling through Facebook and you've seen something from a friend or you've seen something horrific or you know there's a there's a bad story in your newsfeed you will take that and that will go with you subconsciously into your sleep 
and it will affect your quality of sleep. And and if you're someone, you know, if you look into the fitness side of it, the health side of it, you know, it can really affect your health. It wrecks your hormones when you're trying to sleep. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to um, to hammer this home, but I guess I sort of am, aren't I? Um, <laughs> you know, the blue light, and I've talked about this in past episodes, the blue light emitted from your phone itself is, is a very bad um, disruptor to your hormones whilst you're trying to sleep, so... Just something on that too, with um, the phones, you could try and exercise when you're going out for dinner, breakfast, lunch with friends or your partner. Um, put the phones in the middle of the table and the first person to pick their phone up and check it, they're the person that has to pay for the entire bill. <laughs> Give that a go. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, we've done it. <laughs> I think the best thing is leave your phone in the car. And, you know, even If you take that next level, what I did this morning was I actually left my phone at home. So we went out for breakfast and I left my phone at home. And, you know, the excuse that I used to have was, oh, but my phone, like I've got a, um, a case in my phone where I've got my cards and so forth. And I'm like, oh, I need to bring the phone because um, I've got my cards in it. You know, but, yeah, there was also a, an attachment that attaches to the phone that you can pull out anyway. So, you know, that was just me talking crap to myself, trying to believe Justify. that I, yeah, that I needed to have the phone. So, you know, quickly sorted that out and now I don't need it. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, so freeing, freeing yourself from negative surroundings, whether it be your jobs, um, like you said before, with people, um, certain relationships, um, just basically stepping away from those surroundings, anything that brings you down or you feel crap about, sucks the life or energy out of you. Take yourself away from that situation or person because really you're taking on all their negative crap. Yes, you can be there and you can listen to their their problems and stuff but most of the time most people take it on they don't know how to not emotionally be connected to it so yeah that's a really valid one there as well because what can happen is we get into situations and you know you may be someone out there again who's who's in a job that you don't like or someone at work says some mean stuff to you and you know and it's hurtful and you know, it's definitely not the, a normal way of how you would treat a human being. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you can't if you can't avoid that person, or and when I say avoid, if you can't physically avoid them, so let's say you're going to run into them each time, just ignore them. And and even if you have to hear them and hear what they got to say because of whatever situation you're in, just accept that that is the way that they're currently seeing the world. It's not the way that you see the world, and you don't need to take it to heart. You know, because for every one person who's who's a dickhead or a negative Nancy, there's going to be another 50, 60, 100 people out there who are going to want to know what you're doing, know how you're feeling, those type of things. Because, you know, you can get trapped in so many different situations that you just start accepting it to be the norm. And, and you know, for me, I always, always challenge every single thing that I'm doing in a regard that, you know, is this the way I want to do it? Um, is this, um, for example, here's, here's just a really um, basic example, but it reiterates the fact that I challenge certain things. So um, yesterday I was at the golf course just having a bit of a swing, and um, I had I originally had a tee off for the later in the afternoon, but I for like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I had to book this three days pro- previous. And the guy I was talking on the phone, he goes, "Nah, that's the earliest we can get you in at three o'clock." And I said, oh, "Okay." And then yesterday, anyhow, I, I you know, I, I should have, and mo- well, most people would have accepted, okay, well, that guy said it was only um, 3 o'clock was the earliest you could get in. But I asked him, I said, mate, uh, 
I wouldn't mind teeing off at 12 o'clock. Is that possible? And he goes, oh, I'll have to have a look. And I said, oh, look, I'd really appreciate that if you could do that. And, you know, lo and behold, I can get a 12 o'clock tee off. So, again, it's that thing of not accepting the first no for the answer, right? And, again, I'm not trying to recommend anyone go out there and just challenge every no that you get. But if you feel that there could be another option or another possibility, and you know, the, the things that I have in my life and the things that I've been able to do and achieve, and, and some people go, oh, you're lucky, how'd you get that? And it's like, no, not lucky at all. I've just persevered and continually not accepted no as the, as the final outcome. Um, so, um, Next one is meditating and just getting out outdoors, whether you, go, whether you like going for a walk in the rainforest, on the beach, and then just breathing nice big deep breaths um, and just listening to those deep breaths. I know that sounds really weird to some of you, but it's actually really, really powerful when you can sit there and, again, being content with yourself in the now and listening to your breaths. Um, meditating is a huge, huge one as well. Um, you'll feel a lot lighter when you actually um, start implementing those into your everyday life. So, And I, I do it personally myself and I've my anxiety levels have gone down massively and it's it's great. With meditation, it's perceived to be like a, a guru-y, wacky type of dude sitting with his legs crossed, fingers, <laughs> you know, thumb and finger together, humming, you know. And that's what my original thought process on meditation was when I was introduced to it about eight years ago now. And um, it, it to be perfectly honest, it's one of the... You know, one of the facets that totally changed my way that I look at life. Um, now, I'm not saying that you're going to sit down and do a half an hour meditation and you're going to be cured um, and you're going to you know, live a, a fruitful, happy life. It's, it's the art of practicing meditation. And meditation, you could do guided meditations where you're actually listening to someone um, take you through a process. And for me, I found that quite helpful because um, I, was, I struggled to just sit there originally in my own thoughts because because i i'm a quite a um you know i'm probably un, undiagnosed add <laughs> add type of bit dude but um you know it just allowed me to really center and focus myself and it's, it's really just the art of having a, a conversation with yourself um and just being present and just being like we said in the first um first one there being in the in the now and for you, it, you know, meditation doesn't have to be sitting there listening to a guided uh, meditation with nice, peaceful sea sounds or whatever you know background you want to listen to. It could be simply walking in nature, mm-hmm. you know, going for a bushwalk and and not walking in nature, being in nature. Right? There's two totally different things there. You can walk somewhere and get there and go. Oh, and if I said to you, did you see that green, that big green tree with the yellow leaf? You'd be like, oh no. No, because you're not focused, you're not in the now, you're just trying to get from A to B. Go out and do something with the ultimate focus of not worrying about the end, just focus about right now, what's happening right now, and try and take and observe and take in as much as you can. Walk around your neighborhood, like literally walk around your neighborhood and start looking at houses and go, like, oh, sometimes, and I'll put my hand up, I'll walk around, I'll go, geez, is that house been there all the time? Like, you know, and we live in a neighborhood where there's, you know, houses being built for a few years here. And it's because you haven't been observing as much as you as you should be. Um, so, you know, go for a bushwalk. Look at the leaves. Look at the actual intricate things that are on it. Stop and look at an insect and try and, you know, dissect it with your eyes. Literally, it's, you know, as, as weird as it, it may come across, it's something that is such a peaceful thing to be able to do. So, 
being really grateful for the now. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Grateful again. That's a that's a whole other total topic in itself. Being you know, grateful for the things that you have, but um, you know, again, being grateful for what is there, and that's just another element of um, you know, observing mm. and then taking in and go and being appreciative to be able to see that. You know, so. Mm. And my last one is um, reading in inspiring and motivating books, um, which will help you get in a really good headspace as well and give you some motivation to want to get out there and actually um, make these changes. And also journal writing. Journal writing's really good. You know, you might have some negative things that you want to let out and you don't want to be that person that goes to everyone and be that negative Nancy and, and tell them those stories that really no one really wants to hear unless they are that negative person. Um, and just writing it down. No one has to read it. No one has to see it. It's just for yourself. And it really, again, it makes you feel a lot lighter getting it off your chest. It can, you can be writing about absolutely anything, your everyday life, um, someone that's pissing you off. Um, and, and it can also, it doesn't have to be negative as well. It can be, it can be, um, things like goal setting. It can be so many things when it comes to journal writing, but but really give it a go because it, again, it's another powerful tool um, to help detox that, that mind. And uh, I keep saying they're valuable points because they are all valuable <laughs> points. But um, something that when it comes to journaling and why it is powerful, like Emily said, is it allows you to express. Um, and when it comes to emotions, there's either expression or suppression. And the emotions that you, you can express, right, are happiness joy and love right it's, it's good to be able to express that it's publicly cool to be able to to express those things so for an example right you see a youtube video of a guy proposing to his wife you know dressed as a penguin or, or whatever he's doing um i don't think i've seen that one but <laughs> it could be a good idea um you know proposing to his wife and people love it they share it and it's it's you know it's it's such a, a happy thing you know and Whenever anyone's happy, it just gives off a happy vibe because you're allowed to express those three emotions. But then there's the emotions that you that we suppress, right? Is the anger, fear, sadness. Um, and sadness. Now, number one is it's not publicly acceptable to walk down the street bawling your eyes out, right? So you suppress it. Um, if you do see someone like that, you know, you're going to be like, whoa, geez, what's going on there? Um, because it's not fully, no like, you know, it's not... Um, a norm that happens. Um, anger. Now, you're not going to walk around the street punching people in the head because you're angry. It's it's not acceptable. Um, and fear, it's, you know, it's dawned upon, and especially for, for males when you're growing up, um, you know, for us males, if you ever express fear, it means you're just a sook or you're not a man or, you know, and there's these, these um, conversations where people go, oh, man up, you know, you know, harden up. And it's like, geez, mate, you don't know what's going on emotionally for this particular person. So, what, where I'm alluding to with this is those three emotions that you're suppressing, they still need to be expressed in order for you to move on to the next stage, right? And there are different techniques, and we won't have time to get into all of them today um, to be able to express these emotions. But, um, yeah, one of them is go and watch a sad movie. Go and watch a really, really sad movie. You know, the reason why sad movies are there is so we can express our sadness and express it, Um because you feel good after a good cry. Um, and if you if you can actually, when you're expressing the cry or you're having the, the um, emotional reaction there, 
go you have to go through the emotion itself and you have to be able to accept it and then move on and again i don't want to open up a can of worms here but journaling is another really great um a really great thing to be able to express it like emily said write it down get it out of the system that's the key so um look i I think we've um we've covered some good time here today um we've covered a fair few things that uh, i guess i just want to um finish off with just some some i guess tips and some or i guess some things that you could do to if you are sitting there or you you know you're on your bike or wherever you are um listening to this maybe you're in a plane um if you are want to know if you're on a plane and where you're heading to Uh, (laughs) but um you know there's there's a few key things that you can do that i think is imperative when it comes to to having a mental detox and one of those things is being willing to take the next step okay that's the first thing being willing that's that's it first step is being willing and willing more so to accept what's about to come and that you you will take it and you will tackle it whatever way happens and you know that's the step after that immediately is being able to ask for help because most people put their hand up and go yeah i'm prepared to do this and then they take the first step and then they're put into a land of unknown where they're not really sure on how they need to act or where they can go to and it just gets too hard it's too overwhelming so they just resort back to their default which is the normal everyday life that they're currently running um, so be willing to ask for help. Put your hand up, right? If if you're not sure um, on you know who to ask, there's people. You, you know, um, I'll take that back. There are so many different avenues on and ways on how you can find people to help you, right? Start with Google, right? Or if you're in our Fit Check Transformations group, yeah, you know, ask for help, right? That's that's what we're there for. Um, predominantly, I guess that our Fit Check Facebook group is more health fitness related. Um, if you're a VIP FitCheck member, of course, ask for help in that area. That's that's you know where we take things to the next level. But you need to ask for help if you want to have if you've got a specific um, problem with your health, go and find a specialist in that particular area. Now, yes, I know it may may cause you to have to invest some money into it, but you need to look at what's your future worth, right? If you were to to go and get a proper gluten free diet without this this and this food because you're allergic to it how much would that be worth for your greater quality of life you know it's it's invaluable so certainly ask for help and then secondly is is or third is getting to that stage of being able to become unconsciously competent which means you can learn the skill or you you learn the new habit and it happens on autoplay right so there's people out there i know who drive and text right it's not a good thing but you can drive and text without looking because you're unconsciously comedy. You've been doing it so many times that you can do it. I've seen people driving, putting on makeup. Now, you know, I bet you the first time you ever tried that, it was a disaster, right? But um, you know, the the I guess the main point I'm trying to allude here is getting to that state where it just becomes a habit to you, and and tying this whole episode up of having your mental detox. You want it to become a natural thing that you're naturally detoxing yourself each week or each day mm. um, or each month. Wherever you're starting from, wherever your starting point is, um, will be determined on where you want to go, will determine how many, um, I guess, detoxes and how regularly you need to do it. So, Emily, you got any uh, final words on that? Um, maybe just if it's a bit overwhelming for you, the last six steps, um, choose three steps that you feel comfortable with to start off and, and then 
be consciously aware of um, the other three as well. And if it, if you implement them and it happens, then that's awesome. Um, but these are all free free steps. You don't need to invest any money to do these six steps. They're mm. all they're all achievable. And really, just give them a go yep. and let us know how it is. And I'm going to finalise one one thing here is that I. I stick my hand up as well because I listen to a lot of audios. I listen to a lot of programs, go to a lot of seminars, and I don't always implement everything I hear. So as Emily said, just implement one of these things, and I want to throw you the challenge right now. Eliminate, start your technology detox, right? Just eliminate being on your phone for the last hour of the night. Just try that, and I guarantee you that's going to create such a different impact in your life, 100%. And if you've got a partner, try talking to them. You know, try talking to them and look them in the eye when you're talking to them. Throw away your phone, look your partner in the eye, and tell them that you love them, okay? So this is Brett Campbell, Emily Sparks. We are signing out. If you want to listen to any further episodes or past episodes, head over to fiitchicks.com.au. Check out all our free resources, podcasts, everything over there that can really help you transform your life. Peace out.